Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the tea to his crumpets, Michael Howard. Aww. <laughs> I was just there, Michael. I didn't have <laughs> I know. tea. No, I had neither tea nor crumpets. Really? Yeah. Well, I was in Scotland. I, that might That's be more true. of an English do they, I don't think they do tea and crumpets in Scotland. No, it's whiskey and haggis for the exactly. most part. You get your haggis and you dip it in the whiskey. Just right into the whiskey. Yeah, that's how they do it. That is Classic weird. Classic Scottish fare. Yeah, it's weird, but <laughs> hey, it works for them. I'm not one to judge. I did find a way that you could maybe, you know, make a living over there in Scotland. Oh, yeah? How's that? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, there is a, there's a family looking for a, a nanny, and they're, they're willing to pay up to $64,000 a year. For? You get to live in a castle, take care of yeah. these two kids, five and seven years old. That um, sounds pretty $64, good. Sixty-four thousand dollars. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, it sounds like you're working up towards a catch, which I am very much interested in. I mean, the only thing is that they've lost like five nannies in the past twelve months because apparently the house is haunted. Although the mother and father claim to have never seen any of the hauntings. Okay, I, I do need to know how have the nannies? You said they've lost five nannies. They how just have quit. The they haven't died. Okay, well, like the, no one has the been, listing claimed that they just left. Like no one had been consumed by like a haunted boiler or sucked into a wall, anything like that. Not according to the listing, but I guess you yeah. would you would want to leave that off. Yeah. Of the, of the job listing. But $64,000 to just take care of two kids and you get to live in the castle for free and get all your meals paid for. Yeah. And you might have to deal with a few ghosts. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. I would do that for a year. Like, I don't care. Like, that's that's a down payment on a very nice house. Yeah. And all I have to do sure. is fight off a couple ghosts for a year and, like, two, like, probably okay kids. Well, no, probably two shitty kids because they're traumatized <laughs> by a very bad ghost. <laughs> Those kids probably have very many problems. Um, yeah, I'd well, do it. Well, here's the thing, though, is that, like, I'd be okay with just the house being haunted. Yeah. When you start adding in possibly haunted children... Well, you're talking See, possessed. That's the problem. Are you talking haunted yeah. or possessed children? Well, either way, children that like might like wake up in the middle of the night and just be standing next to my bed, like with demons in their eyes. Like, I don't want any part of that. Right? Yeah. And I mean, if you want to learn about poltergeist phenomenon, just listen to Mysterious Universe, a great podcast. But if I had to deal with a kid who apparently are targeted by ghosts and mm-hmm. all sorts of just malevolent spirits, um, well, because they're they're very. Uh, easily impressionable and their their minds are still weak sure so they can't can get right in there yeah exactly. i i would still take the sixty four thousand dollars oh uh, for uh, for sure i'm uh, yeah. sorry michael is it sixty four thousand dollars or sixty four thousand pounds which is a no it's sixty four thousand dollars oh it's like fifty something thousand pounds okay well. so it's not quite as good but still do i get a ha- good considering your room and board is paid for do i guess get a hazard bonus at, like if I, I think make that is the hazard one, bonus. <laughs> I, I guess, but I mean, that's not too much for, like, a nanny still gets paid well if, you know, if they're doing a good job. But um, not out in the middle of nowhere, Scotland, where these people apparently live. So I'm going to be very honest. I was in Scotland a couple weeks ago. Um, there were very many towns just kind of sprinkled along, like, the highways and the train tracks. And, like, sometimes you would just see, like, a, like a, a group of buildings, like, just homes in the middle of nowhere. With no discernible industry or, like, mercantile fashions around, um, I don't know what anyone in Scotland does for work. I assume they are constantly dealing with haunted homes. Because, ha- like, 
almost all the homes I did see were actually bed and breakfasts. So, so they, well, they, there you go. They, um, it's a ghost tour bed, bed and, and breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost, ghost tour bed and breakfast cottage industry for sure. And, and sheep. A lot yeah, of sheep, oh, I bet. A lot of sheep, a lot of wind turbines, uh, mm-hmm. some farming. Although most of the farms I drove past did appear to just be growing grass. I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> well, for not the sheep exact- to eat and goats yeah, and whatnot. I suppose, but from all of my book learnings, grass not typically a cash crop. Unless it's that good St. Augustine grass, which they put on golf courses, um, which this was not. I don't know, Michael. I don't know what anyone does in Scotland except fight off ghosts. Well, they're all ghostbusters. You just you just figured it out. Interesting. Um, that actually reminds me of an interesting text uh, message uh, that my younger sister sent to uh, my sibling chat this this uh, this yesterday. Actually, um, I was driving home. I was stuck in Atlanta traffic. Shockingly enough. And I saw a text from my younger sister who had apparently accidentally taken an additional dosage of uh, her medication uh, uh, and uh, said, hey, guys, do you think the Ghostbusters ever killed anyone? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't see this text until her and my sister, who apparently was just very bored. My other sister was also very bored. Um... Probably about That's a shower mess- thought if I've ever heard one. Yeah, about 30 messages back and forth, and my only response was, where do you think all the ghosts came from? That is true. Yeah, supply Why and demand. Why are they always trying to haunt the Ghostbusters because they're the ones who killed everyone? Yeah, I mean, it's supply and demand, economics. You can't bust ghosts unless you there are ghosts to bust. Might as mm-hmm. well torture some souls and kill them and leave a tortured spirit behind. Now we're talking. That's, you know, that, that, that pays for itself. Those Proton packs ain't cheap, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good point. They just built all that stuff. Like, I know on they the, worked uh, in a lab the, or whatever. But on the off chance they'd have to kill some ghosts. Yeah, okay, guys. Uh-huh. Nice, nice <laughs> we containment. Have no, we, j- we just have this gut feeling that there are going to be a lot of ghosts very soon. Yeah, we built a containment unit out of a nuclear reactor... Just in case. Uh-huh, Just in yeah. case we happen to come across ghosts that we haven't ever seen. Before. Yeah, where'd, where'd Zool come from? I don't know. I murdered 50 children. I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the child psychologist. Mm-hmm. Michael, so... I know. I'm deep into the lore at this point. I had to look mm-hmm. it up for this bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the oddest part about the the house that is haunted that they need a nanny for? Mm-hmm. Is that they knew the house was haunted going in, or they, they were told it. anyways. Yeah. They bought it anyway. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, okay. I'll Did they get that. a good deal on it? I, I mean, I would have to assume. It doesn't say. Does the article say anything of the nature of the haunting? Because, again, if it's like faces coming out of walls, like, or like, you know. No, like it's like things being moved or broken or like weird sounds. Okay, that's that's right? fine. Oh, oh, oops, this kid, ca- this house came with two children. <laughs> They're just moving shit and making dumb noises. <laughs> yeah, it's a five and a seven-year-old. I have to babysit them. I get it. I'll be more on my game. Oh, you know what it probably is? So the nannies are the only people who have seen these hauntings, besides mm-hmm. the children, obviously. Yeah. But the parents haven't seen it. So what if the five and seven-year-old are just terrorizing these nannies and basically saying, like, You got to quit and get the fuck out of here. And if you tell them it's because of us, we're going to murder you and your family. No, Michael, I think you actually have it 
not backwards, but just a couple degrees off. <laughs> I'm going to posit that a family, mm-hmm. a, a mother and father who have $64,000, 50,000 quid, if you will, mm-hmm. to throw yeah. around on nanny duties, don't necessarily need to go to a day job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They've got time. So they're just- they're Scooby doing this motherfucker. Okay. So you're, they're the hiring nannies. Like, nannies. They're filming it. They're filming this yeah. whole thing and it's going to come out. It's a reality show. Yes. They are hiring oh, nannies shit. just to dress up as ghosts and poltergeists and paintings with eyes that move. And they're just fucking with nannies just to have a good time. This is how they, they're sick motherfuckers, <sighs> Michael. This is where I'm at. They're just too good. I want to watch that. I want to watch this TV show. I want to be that TV show. I want to have enough money that I can just mess with, like, the people I hire to watch my kids. Because I can't be bothered. I can't be. I'm rich enough to not be bothered to watch my kids. But I'm also rich enough to that I don't really need to work. So I want to pay someone to watch my dumb, shitty kids and then also mess with them because I'm bored. Because I don't have to work. I don't want to watch my kids. There's only so much Netflix I, I can watch. I'd rather create my own Netflix and fuck with my nanny. Fuck with my nanny. That's it. very important. It. Fuck with my nanny. Very important. <laughs> but not, not fuck my nanny. No, not, I have, no, super hot wife. Don't care. We're, we're, that's a, a different, that's a yeah. different TV show. This is a team endeavor. We're just screwing, we're just messing with nannies. Okay. Is that the name of the TV show? Yeah. Messing, messing with nannies. Messing Wait, with nannies? Hold on. There's probably a better one. What's another word for nanny? Au pair? Hmm. Apparitions and au pairs. Au pair. Nope, that's bad. Apparition. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did it. Yeah, apparition. <laughs> Nailed it. Michael, can I talk to you about onion rings? I wish you would. Yeah, this is probably an old story at this point. It was hot and fresh when I, I when I caught it out of the Twitter kitchen. But um, you know the singer Lord. I am Lord, Lordy, Lordy, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah. who yeah. who who might also be. Um, Rainy Marsh, a cartoon character who lives in Colorado, a 40-year-old man, um, <laughs> apparently got busted this week. This is one of those conspiracies that, like, conspiracy theories that turns out to be true. So someone found a Twitter, or no, sorry, an Instagram handle called Onion Rings Worldwide that was just ranking onion rings that they had found That's a around noble the cause. world. Yeah, That's a like, noble let cause. the people know what's up. Um, Burger King and Onion Rings apparently... According to Onion Rings Worldwide, not great. Yeah. Okay. So I've, she's I've, she's nailing it. Uh, so have you ever had a, a rodeo burger from from? Uh, from I Burton? have. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. But how how those O rings taste? I pretty mean, fucking good. They're, they're pretty good. But I'm just saying, like, there have been plenty of times where I go to a new place and I wish there was an Instagram I could look up and be like, hey, I wonder where I should go if I want some good onion rings. What those rings like? Yeah. Yeah. So. A, a theory started pretty quickly uh, after this uh, account was noticed um, because it had 24 followers, one of whom was Lord. <laughs> and then apparently some 17-year-old kid somewhere did a hand analysis of every photo holding an onion ring on the account and of Lord herself and determined that it was probably Lord who was holding the O-rings in the account. And um, it's all snowball too. Okay, like kids some... need to be going to school much later in the year. They have too much time on their hands. Yeah, just go twelve months a year. I don't care at this point. You don't get summer <laughs> vacation. Maybe one week off a year. You're done. You don't have too much time. You have um, too much time. So it turns out. So someone com- contacted Lord asking if she was in fact 
the uh, the owner and proprietor, if she was the Lord of the O-Rings, which is the my favorite thing I've ever written in our episode lineup notes. Um, uh, the as soon as that email reached Lord's inbox, she shut down the Instagram account, um, and it, she has a, as has since confirmed that it, she was indeed the owner and proprietor of Onion Rings Worldwide. And I just gotta say, I'm so happy that celebrities are just like me. <laughs> He's like, I like that they have dumb interests. <laughs> this is the important information that people need to know is yeah. what O-rings to get when you're traveling. And what better to who, who better than be able to tell you that than, than a, a musician who travels all the time? They're all over the place. Exactly. I want musicians to do more of this. Like and and I, I get why she did it secretly, because like. As soon as she does something publicly, it gets 18 million favorites and like you know, tons yeah. of comments. She's like, I get it. But it's like the this ghost, is, the ghost writer. Right. This is information only a musician can give. They're going everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're probably getting They're eating meal, on the road all the time. Eating on the road. They're probably eating late after, after thing. Like you're going to get some O-rings. It's all Hell Denny's. Yeah. And Denny's well, yeah, because you can afford to get the upgrade from mm-hmm. the shitty fries to the onion rings. Yeah. 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 Can I tell you what I used to do whenever I went to a Denny's or a Perkins or any of those bad places? I hop. Mm. I would just get the appetizer trio, which would be mm. chicken tenders, mozzarella sticks, mozzarella and sticks. onion rings. Yeah. Because all of the, everything else at all three of those restaurants would make me violently ill in my tummy. And I would only get them on road trips. But the fried, the fried friedness didn't, didn't give you any problems? No, cause I think the, the, the very hot oil killed every, all the bad things that <laughs> so lived the in the Denny's. So the delicious pancakes yeah. at IHOP did not, did not hurt, or hurt you, but the, Vi- the fried, oil. the fried make, cheese they, sticks. No, they went right through me in a bad way on, <laughs> hmm. and on the family road trip, that's bad times in the city. Cause you're not Maybe in the city. Maybe you're allergic to boysenberry syrup. Could, oh, could have been that. Yeah, because you never have I don't it think I've unless... ever seen a boysenberry ever. Nope. In and you wild. never have you never have boysenberry syrup unless you're at a Perkins exactly. in like coming Georgia and then you're just like, <laughs> "Oh no, my butt is exploding." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my butt is exploding for not good reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. As opposed to the the good reasons that your butt would be exploding. Hey man, you live your own life. You let me live mine. <laughs> that reminds me, I was having it. We were having a conversation where where somebody used the word uh, "ruptured" to uh, about some kind of body part, and no, I was thinking like, nope. Jack- is the word "rupture" is the word "rupture" ever been used in like a ter- like a sense that wasn't just catastrophic or like or, a, or painful, like a, po- a positive way? <laughs> yeah, like you can't use "rupture" in a good way. No, it's inherently a violent bad right. act. <laughs> like if you hear the word rupture, it doesn't matter what is coming after it. Like it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible and painful and bad. My bank account was torn asunder. <laughs> it ruptured with fees. <laughs> yeah, nothing's good. Yeah, you're not like oh, I've been blessed with the rupture of goodwill. God has ruptured my soul and brought it good tidings. Well, Michael, speaking of good tidings, do you have any any fun news from the world? Because this is—I'll be honest—we've been we've been goofing for a minute. It's been a shitty week. It seems like all just yeah, that's doom why I was, and gloom. I was hoping to just ignore it. Yeah. You know? So just give me something good to eat, please. Um, keep, keep bounties upon my plate. 
Uh, well, I don't know if this is a good thing, but apparently uh, pigs are very angry at us. Hey, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there's a quite the story that I I read recently hey, about real it. quick real quick yeah before you before you say what you're about to say can I tell yeah. you I had for dinner I had rib bacon rib bacon yeah there's a store on the way I was driving back from Gainesville Florida to Atlanta this this weekend with my puppy mm-hmm. and we stopped at this place that's like known for like it's sausage and bacon and stuff and they had rib mm-hmm. bacon and I had it for dinner. It's very good. It's very succulent meats. It's basically like it has like the bones and like the little cartilage stuff all through it. You had to pull that out. That was annoying. But the bacon itself was it, it's just rib meat, but you fry it and it's good. I'm just going to say that. So you fry ribs and turn it into bacon? It's very thin sliced ribs. And then you fry hmm. that and you eat it like bacon. And yeah, they did it. They They found another way to make pig good. <laughs> No one, no one thought it was possible, but it happened, and I ate it. It was very good. There, yeah, I mean, there's not a there's not a bad part of a pig. No, nope. well, probably probably the feet. I, I, I mean, see pig, that people in, eat pickles, pigs' feet, though. Yeah, no, yeah, but I see that in Publix, and I'm just like, nope, you you done went too far. I didn't need that. I mean, I, I have never had it, but I would I would try I, it. Well, I'll say this: I've had chicken feet in a uh, Chinese restaurant, and that was bad and stupid. And um, <laughs> I assume pig feet are the same way because it's a fucking foot. Yeah, but but like chicken livers and gizzards are also terrible. So I would assume that I, I don't assume that every part of the chicken is good. But you assume every part of the pig. I is assume good. every part of the pig is delicious. I've because I've had yet, pig face and that is delicious. Yeah, I've yet to find a anything counter to that. Apparently, mm-hmm. so you mentioned pig fa- pig jowls. Apparently, mm-hmm. also I had no idea uh, fish cheeks very good. Who knew fish don't have cheeks? Says you, I don't know, this is my boss when I was in Scotland was like, yeah, fish cheeks are pretty good. Just out of the blue. And I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up fish cheeks. His fish. his reasoning for it was like, well, that's where, you know, so much of that's that's where they breathe behind the gills. So that area is so built up in the muscle. There's a place called fish cheeks. Yeah, it must be good if they're naming things after it. Fish Cheeks, Oregon, probably. It's a one-page short story by Chinese-American author Amy Tan. Never mind, can't be good. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) The work was first published in Seventeen Magazine. Hey, now we're talking. They're doing some of the best uh, reporting around right now. Well, no, that's Teen Vogue. Never mind. Yeah, you blew it. Oh, yeah, Fish Cheeks. It's what's for dinner. Are you saving and cooking Fish Cheeks? If not, you will be after trying these recipes. Yeah, see? Well, this is... this is from worldfishingnetwork.com. Well, that is true. I am reading the same article. <laughs> they uh, they have a pretty vested interest in selling fish cheeks. Like, oh, it's have you big tried fish cheeks? Cheek is- have you tried our garbage meat that we throw out because no one wants it? That's pretty good. Yeah, somebody did try to make me eat like fish, like fried fish tails or or fins or some shit. I don't know. Not like, have you eaten that part? And I was like, no, because it's not fucking meat. No, it's the garbage part of the fish. Yeah, I don't want the garbage yeah. of your fish. Michael, why are pigs so mad at us? Well, probably because... So I'm just going to read you this this title of this article. Yeah. Drunk farmer starts fight with his own pig, but dies after having three fingers and his privates bitten off. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but... I typically don't fight with my my balls. My dick out. out. My dick out. 
Yeah. Well, it just said privates. Apparently, it bit him in the testicles. Not not the not the dick. Just the testicles. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. two things. Let's let's time out on the pig combo. <laughs> um, when you hear the word privates, do you yeah. think the twig or the berries or the whole kit and caboodle? I mean, my immediate reaction is is the the twig. Yeah, but me too. Yeah, if but I, said, I mean, like I guess it's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like I would say, like my dick is the privates. The unmentionables is the whole package. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, have you ever noticed how um, how sports announcers refer to people getting hit in in the balls? It's always like the midsection. Or, oh, he got the wind knocked out of him, and you're like, no, clearly I saw that baseball hit the catcher, squar in the testicles, and he is writhing on the ground holding yeah. his testicles. That was not the midsection. Also, can I tell you, as a former baseball catcher, even when you are wearing a cup and the very hard baseball thrown very, very quickly bounces either off of a ground or off of a very hard bat and <laughs> down or up into your into your cup region mm-hmm. how badly that hurts do some catchers not wear cups no, no the, maybe no one i've ever met because i will say baseball players are masochists and it, stupid idiots but i i've never met a catcher who did not wear a cup uh just because that feel like even getting hit just in the cup which is a plastic surrounding around your your business Mm-hmm. It's a concussive blast that just shoots yeah. directly through you. <laughs> like, yeah, it, like it's better I mean, than that's being, a recipe for a rupture if I've ever heard one. It's better than being hit very hard with a 120 mile an hour fastball in your in your goobus. But mm-hmm. um, holy crap, that hurts, Michael. Why do pigs hate us? <laughs> <laughs> well, this dude apparently came home, sixty uh, year old dude in Mexico, and uh, decided to fight a pig. Mexico. He decided to fight fight a pig, and uh, <laughs> the pig fought back and bit off three fingers on his right hand. Yeah, uh, bit his tes- testicles, and then he died from an infection caused from the wounds because, uh, you know, apparently pigs' mouths are not very clean. I'm shocked because most other parts of the pig are so clean. Um, the, all this does remind me of Snatch when uh, Bricktop is talking about how pigs can chew through bone <laughs> like butter. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, I would not want to piss off a pig. Um, I definitely wouldn't start a fight with one. Well, here's the question: like, what? What did the pig do? What? What? Pos- yeah, what possesses you to start a fight with your own pig? Like, what did the pig like? Oink at him as he was walking in drunk, and he was like, "Hey, fuck you, pig." I have heard that pigs are smarter than dogs, like a num- okay. like from a number of sources. And I've yep. wanted to fight my dog on a number of occasions. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. She's sleeping. She's sleeping directly behind me right now. She's staring at me. She's very old. Sometimes I want to hit her in her dumb head. That is true. I have told Staley, like, if if you don't come down here so I can take you out and quit just laying on the floor and staring at me like an asshole, we're going to fight. Well, and I do want to very much clarify, your dog is a velociraptor who has figured out how to open 80-pound doors and escape yes. from things. Um, yes. So of all the dogs, I would, one, want to fight because he's an asshole, and two... Not want to fight because he's the smartest dog alive. <laughs> he is at the top of my list. Staley is a <laughs> mastermind genius bastard who I both want to fight and not fight at the same time. And sleeps with his eyes open right, like right now, which is creepy as shit. Does he have a gun in his paw? Just in case. <laughs> 
he probably sleeps with a knife in his collar somehow that I don't, I can't see or get yeah. to. Yeah, no, I mean, I love pigs for their tasty morsels. Um, right. I would, would not you fight blame- one with your with your testicles hanging out, though. Was my question. That seems <laughs> no. like a dangerous move. How drunk am I? And were my testicles out before I, like, did I bring my testicles out prior to the fight because I was drunk? Maybe you're just walking around with your testicles hanging out and then your pig started a fight or or talked some shit to you. Yeah, pig's like, hey, nice balls and want taste of that. <laughs> and you're like, hey, fuck you, pig. Those are my balls. And then, yeah, I don't know, Michael. This is bad. Why are the balls out? That's what I don't understand. Like, or okay, yeah, you got your fingers What kind of paper-thin pants is this guy wearing? Oh, there's a because good point. This It was in Mexico. You said he's a Mexican farmer. Yeah. A rancher. So maybe he's wearing some yeah. linen pants. It gets hot down there. He Maybe he didn't have a choice. He just started punching a pig, and pig was like, no, no, thank you. It bit through the paper. ranchers wear jeans? He's not a he's not a drug lord. Michael, it's very With hot. His- have you? It's record heat waves in the Southwest right now. Are you kidding me? I, I, that is true. I, I'd that wear a pa- I'd wear a paper bag down there if I could. <laughs> Not if pigs were roaming around trying to bite off well, testicles. Well, sure. I mean, I was in Florida this weekend and nearly died, so I threw three pairs of pants. Um, I would have worn like gauze pads. I don't care. The shit was hot. Maybe it was so hot he just took his pants off. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna be honest though. Presumably, this was very much at night. If he's drunk enough to fight a pig, um, <laughs> the the workday has ended. Sun's gone down. Probably a little cooler. Um, it's pig fighting time. And uh, <laughs> if you had to fight a pig, like what would be your what would be your method? Like, would you just come straight at it, like like head to head, or are you trying to like like wrestle him to the ground? Like, where would pigs be be less lethal? I mean, like they live their lives on the ground, like very close to the ground. Okay, so having just having a dog, you know, just you know, a semi wild animal who's been very much domesticated, I would slowly creep up from behind and grab its legs and just flip it over mm. because that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Like all I know is that dogs do not like having their, their back legs picked up. Yeah, and also, that is true. yeah, also I've only seen uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall where someone grabs the pig's back legs and then make <laughs> makes J- Jason Siegel. Stab it while crying, which is not great. So that's my only source of that's my only reference point. I do know that if if my dog is or if we're playing fetch and he doesn't want to give up the toy, if if you grab him around like the like the haunches, like right behind his like right in front of his back legs, he usually lets it go. Mine is if I touch Sora, she ignores me forever and just goes away. So I would just like, I would, here's what I would do. I would show the pig basic human kindness and decency, and then the pig would get annoyed with me and uh, would try to go sleep under the table. (laughs) And then just look at you from the side, with the side eye anytime you got up or moved around. Yeah, and, and until the next time I said treat, and then uh, the pig would come back, and then I would chew it. <laughs> I was watching uh, some TV show where um, I-, I honestly don't remember any of the details. Cool story, bro. But they were asking a wildlife expert uh, how many humans he thought it would take before he would give the edge to the humans over a silverback gorilla. Oh, and uh, he, 35. Yeah, he said he said probably 30 to 40. And yeah, he it. would have to go into it with a plan and just assume that 10 people at least were going to die. Yeah. Which, by the way, you would have to have an ironclad will in every one of those 40 people just be like, 
if I die or if someone next to me dies, I will continue to fight because, <laughs> like, there's no possible way that 40 humans could watch one person get viciously destroyed by a silverback mm-hmm. gorilla and be like, yeah. yes, I want a piece of that <laughs> and mm-hmm. continue yeah. to go at it. It's kind of like watching a, an action movie where, like, where, like, the first ten guys come at, like, Jason, Jason Statham, and he, yeah. like, destroys them in four seconds, and the, the guys are still like, yeah, I, I'm gonna take this guy. Yeah, I'm the, better than those other nine guys. The tenth guy's just like, yeah, those guys, they were up late drinking. I got it. <laughs> For <laughs> I sure. I got this. <laughs> like, I'll be very honest. I, I've talked about previously on this show how a very small, maybe 30-pound monkey almost killed me in Ocala. <laughs> um had I had 40, had I been on the ground, I would have been a little bit more courageous. Had I had 55 people with me, I would have thrown 45 of them in front of me and just run. Mm. Like, yeah. a silverback gorilla, there's no possible way I'm standing up to that with anyone around me. Here's the problem, though. If you're in a group of 40 people and one of them starts a fight with a silverback gorilla, you're probably all going to die anyways. Because he's not going to give up. He's not going to let you run away. Yeah. At that point, you're all in the fight. Yeah, you're all in the fight. It's like when you're it's like when you're out at a bar with your friends and your stupid drunk ass friend starts a fight, you're all in that fight now. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Congrats, you've done it. It's it's go time. <laughs> it's 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 time to start biting fingers and, and privates off. <laughs> so Michael, so your go to move in a fight is to go pig style. Some people do, some people do drunken master, some people use tiger claw. Nope. I go Michael pig style yeah halo 3 finish the fight (laughs) it's game over sorry you're never gonna be drunk in a bar again sorry game over yeah we've talked a lot about talked a lot about livestock um yes and i want to talk about two stories one this is more of a thing that i want to talk about like it's kind of sad because i i really do feel like it's just a massive misinformation like the American people just don't understand where their food comes from. But, mm. Michael, if I told you that 16.4 million people in the United States of America believe that chocolate milk came from brown cows, what would you say? <sighs> I would I would ask them what, why, they, why they think it's called chocolate milk and not just brown the, milk. Because it's from brown cows. They're chocolate cows. <laughs> So they just think that there are cows out there that are just you, you you like go up to their you go up to their nipples and you just squeeze out you squeeze it out you milk them into a yeah. into a bucket that that's just that, chocolate you get that good tasty brown milk yeah um I want to blame this if you kill and eat a, a chocolate cow does do you get chocolate steak it's a chocolate milk steak it's a, a milk choc- steak. Like a milk steak? <laughs> it's a milk yeah. steak. Chocolate milk it's a, steak. It's a chocolate milk steak. Um, I'll have I, your finest chocolate milk steak, please. <laughs> the side of jelly beans. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blame this on the dog lobby, which insisted on calling it a chocolate Labrador. Oh, it is true. Instead of a brown yeah. Labrador. Which and do not taste again, anything like chocolate. I will tell you that from experience. Yeah, those dogs don't bark um, or mm-hmm. hunt. Either one of those. What? <laughs> anyway... Um, so one, I will say, I think it's just a, a problem with our education system and the fact that so many people just don't understand where any of their food comes from. But I want to bring this back to an earlier point in which 12 million Americans believe that lizard people run our country. Hmm. Yeah. There's not a big gap between the number of lizard people believers 
and chocolate milk from comes from brown cows believers. And I don't so. think there's a I don't think there's a lot of overlap in those two groups, which which again, I don't wow. think yeah, that's true. There's probably not a lot of overlap. I think there's there. very little overlap, which just means there's an ever ever increasing like group of just dumb people that like are <laughs> around me at all times and I just I can't identify them offhand. Like if I could educate someone about chocolate milk and brown cows, I'd be like I, if I there was something over their head sim style, they'd be like, "Oh, they don't know about Chocolate milk. Uh, here's cocoa. Here's sugar. Here's milk. Ta-da. Um, or- I'm trying to think of how I would even respond to someone who was like, yeah, chocolate milk comes from brown cows and not by putting chocolate into normal milk. Like, I don't even know how I would respond to that. I would be like, I would assume they were fucking with me. The thing is, what I want to know is, where do you think chocolate comes from? <laughs> right. Like, chocolate milk is just milk that you put chocolate... Like, what do you think the Hershey's syrup is for? And were they never five? Like, their their parents never make them chocolate milk, which is a sad existence, if you ask me. Right. Or, here here we go. If maple syrup comes from a tree, which mm. I'm assuming they might not also know, what if they're <clears> just <throat> tapping that tree for some chocolate syrup? Again... I don't, again, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I, I do think it's very much just like a misinformation. People just are not taught things in this mm. country, particularly where food comes from. But lizard people. <laughs> well, it's an interesting that you bring up lizard people, Kush. Oh, God. Because I have, this wasn't going to be my conspiracy theory, but it's it's something that I came across that I just, it's too good to pass up. This article is called FBI Director's Statement. May imply contact with ETs. Are we talking James Comey? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, while a lot of people were reading a lot into what James Comey said or didn't say during his testimony, um, conspiracy theorists were reading in something a little bit different. So, in a particular exchange with um, Senator John McCain, James Comey said, I have had many conversations with humans over the years. And they latched on to those two words, with humans, and and thought, is he implying that he's had conversations with non-humans? Yes. And is, is, is he implying that some U.S. or world leaders have had conversations with people who were aliens or possibly reptilians? They were like, okay. Some people were like, maybe he was just joking around. And they were like, does James Comey look like a joker to you? He majored in chemistry and religion before getting his law degree and at one time helped prosecute the Gambino Mafia family. This man does not joke. He's a very serious man. He also worked as the general counsel and senior vice president for Lockheed Martin, who has a secret manufacturing and testing facility at Area 51. And not a single senator brought up the fact that he said humans with humans as a weird thing to say. Like they all know something that we don't. Son of a bitch. Now, it gets weirder, Kush. Oh, please. Some people are speculating that since Comey is six foot eight, which is quite tall for... Quite tall for a man man who who once tried to hide from Donald Trump by (laughs) blending into the curtains of the West Room. Yep. Uh, And quite tall for a man who doesn't play, you know, professional basketball or something. Sure, sure. That maybe he's actually a tall white alien in disguise because there was a story from 2012 from the Iranian news agency FARS that a document leaked by Edward Snowden indicated that tall white space aliens had taken over the United States. 
<laughs> so they they're speculating that Comey might be one of them, and if he's not, maybe some other people are so short because they're actually small gray aliens in disguise. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you, so I watched that whole interview. <laughs> If if James Comey was an alien, there's no way he had the patience to sit through the bullshit that he did. It's particularly funny that this um the the answer the response in question I've had a lot of conversation with humans over the years came during the John McCain uh, questioning because. It seemed like John McCain's brain had been replaced by an alien being. That's what I'm saying. At this point, so anyone who didn't watch it, I will say I was genuinely concerned for John McCain, someone who, like, I have not necessarily agreed with, but I've admired for, you know, 12, 14, 16 years for a very long time. I I think he's a decent person. Until um, the Sarah Palin thing. Yeah, that, that was a – he ruined this country single-handedly. Um, but John McCain, like – Normally has their shit together, and he seemed genuinely confused and like unhinged during that thing. Kind of like a six foot eight space alien had maybe mesmerized said- him. Yeah, yes. like it was like he had seen a six foot eight reptilian in the body of Mister James Comey, and he had been ensorcelled by him. Uh, and just John, John McCain's probably seen a lot of shit in a couple- his years. Man crashed five planes and got tortured by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes, he's probably seen some shit. Um, he probably yeah. knows a six foot eight white alien when he when sees he's, one. when he sees one. What presumably he'd seen with him before, but you know who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want James Comey to be an alien because I don't think any human being could have the patience that he displayed during that <laughs> that interview. Um, I also will say. Um, I am looking at an article right now, though, that uh, is looking for proof of Mr. James Comey being a uh, six foot eight tall alien. And um, <laughs> it says, it quotes the, I've had a lot of conversations with the humans over the years, implying that he's had conversation conversations with non-humans. Non-humans, yeah. And it shows a reptilian secret service agent at the 2012 APAC conference and it's just a bald white man with like a pretty angular chin and like some shadows on his jaw so it's like pretty convincing he looks like a lizard person for sure yeah yeah like, he better oh, not yeah. go to Mozambique though no no because apparently he'll... in Mozambique they're murdering bald dudes because they think their heads are filled with gold wait really yep Oh, I mean, I don't want to say no. That's <laughs> that's bad in a number of different ways. It also makes me very happy for my luscious head of hair. Mm-hmm. Very thick, very lustrous. Which means, but that means you don't have any gold in your head. Um. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> if it means some Mozambique treasure hunter won't show up at my house. Holy Forbes. Oh, my God. I'm trying to open an article to just to look at something about James Comey and aliens. And Forbes has 18 different pop-ups to be like, I, I think you have an ad blocker. And also, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll, I'll whitelist you. Let me continue to the article. Oops, looks like this is happening. 18 yeah. different things just happened trying to watch. They have three pop-ups. For ad blocks on the same yeah, Forbes, page. Forbes can go to hell. It's like, yeah, I know you want that click money, but holy dick buckets, get a no. <laughs> None of your content is that good. 
Is that a is that a bucket full of dicks or a bucket made, made of, of dicks? Made of dicks. Yeah. It's got but a like dick full handle. dicks or like like dick skin. Like a dick skin bucket. Full dicks because dick skin is that's too morbid to even conceive of. I don't I don't like But the how would you someone. how would you seal in the between the dicks, especially like in the corners to make sure that the bucket actually was able to hold or is it not a li- it's not for liquids. It's not it's airtight. only for larger Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not liquid okay. tight. Yeah. yeah, okay. But Just making even sure. if it, even if it was though, that's Home Depot's problem, not mine. <laughs> you could spray some of that Flex Seal on there, I bet. Oh yeah, I could take it out on the water like a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> your dick bucket. Yeah, Just my dick. Bucket. Paddle around in your dick bucket. That'd be a lot of dicks, though. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. What you get? What you got for me? Uh, well, did you want to talk about the goat man, or I can send you a picture? Oh, would you... I mean, shit, that mystery box is too enticing to not... Oh, I need to... Oh, yeah, send me that picture, I want it. There's a picture for you. Okay, just, Michael, you send me the link. I I have not clicked on it. But I do see the words, all caps... Hairy chest swimsuit. Yep. I think I know what's coming next. (laughs) (laughs) I like that it's not just a hairy chest. It's also a hairy tummy and pubes for the discerning lady. Yeah, but clearly the clearly the balls and the cock and balls have been tucked under. So yes, but it doesn't it's show the, anything. I saw it's, it's just sent you the re- the link to the rest of the article because there's there's more pictures. God, that's so disturbing. I mean, those are some pretty tight man nipples on there, but yeah. And then there's there's even hair on the back. Like they put like very very accurate back hair. Yeah, a lot of butt, more butt hair, and actually like. They oddly included, like, a sunburn on one side of the back on this one gentleman. That was weird. Um, Yeah, so what we're looking at here is a a one-piece swimsuit that has a hairy man chest on the front and then a hairy man back and butt on on the back. Well, it's not not just a hairy man chest. Like I've mentioned, it is a full man. That's true. It goes all the way down, yeah. Down... Down to the hairy man pubis. Down to um, the nether regions. Like, yeah, the happy you're gonna, trail is included. Yeah, you're getting a full grundle down there. Full of hair, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, though, like, very tight, sensible nipples on this guy. Um, yeah, I mean, like, he's a, he's, it's not a fat, it's not a fat dude's body. It's just a, just a hairy, hairy dad bod. Yeah. You know? I, I will say what I like about it, especially on the back, um, and it really, even on the tum-tum, um... It's not symmetrical hair. Uh oh, hello, My- Michael is. Uh, I hey, mean, it's very the similar. View- it's it's not it's not not much different. Yeah, for the listening audience, Michael is standing up on the Google Hangout, showing me his tummy, his chest, rubbing those uh, good good nips, and uh, it's a little bit more tan than me. But yeah, a l- little bit. That's definitely a Greek or Italian man's model there. Again, though, I- I'm happy that it's not symmetrical. Particularly, like, the tummy is fine. Whatever. Um, but on the back, there's different patches of hair, which I really connect to because the left side of my back has just a, a gross amount of hair. It's just disgusting back there. <laughs> just the, the left right side? Half, 
the right half just yeah, kind of chilled, nothing going on. Do you do you <laughs> sleep on the left side? Is that does ever all the hair just fall down into no, the but, left side of your back? No, that is uh, it's where I'm actually sorry, flip flop that. It's my right side uh, that has all the hair, but um, it's where my bad shoulder is. My bad. Oh, okay, it's where all my my bad juju went. It's where the ghost lives. Um, <laughs> so it <laughs> just attracted all the hair. Um, yeah, no, uh, this is disturbing on a couple. Like, I mean, it's fine. I get it. It's basically the the t-shirt with the giant pug face on it. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, same Except same it's, it's a man's body. Uh, just a man's very hairy, scary body. You can get but a whole hey. sexy chest tracksuit to wear while you're lounging around the house or even just a sweatshirt if you hey, want. Hey, Michael, can I say this though? I find it just mm-hmm. So this is a lady's one-piece swimsuit. Mm-hmm. With just a man's hairy body printed on it. Mm-hmm. And his gross, disgusting, very tight, let me reiterate, very tight nipples yes, are just very, on very full tight. display. Yeah. They can get away with, big Hollywood can get away with printing that bathing suit. But if I try to wear a one piece bathing suit with some big old lady nipples on it, I get shut down by the FCC out of nowhere. Mm. Yep. I don't yeah, like you that go to one the beach bit. and the FCC is like, hey, you did a podcast one time. We have yeah. domain over you now. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. I'm just saying, why can a lady wear disgusting man nipples on her outside? <laughs> it's probably but, the same reason we can walk around with our disgusting man nipples out all the time. No, I get it, but no consequences. All I'm saying, yeah, all I'm saying is, it's no, I'm stupid. I'm 100 percent with you. There was a apparently a I'm rally. All, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? I'm also mad that HBO Game of Thrones show me some dong. You know what? That is true. Sl- yeah, sling some dong on that show. I've seen enough. I've seen a lot of great man butt short. Let's see some dick. You know who? You know who wishes that there was more dong on Game of Thrones? Theon Me? Greyjoy. Oh, I get it because he's missing his. Because he's missing his, so he wishes yeah. there was more. Yeah, I, like at least yeah. one more. Like very specifically, one more. Dong. <laughs> one specific one. Yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. Dong. That's a that. that's a spoiler alert for anyone who isn't caught up on Game of Thrones. Which at this point. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't care. Are you kidding me? Go away. There was apparently a uh, rally in New York City where a bunch of ladies, uh, like, painted themselves while they were naked and, like, showed her up in Times Square to protest the uh, the double standard of women's bodies not being acceptable to be out in, in public. Well, it's weird. So, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't, I think I know, but I, I probably don't know better. Isn't New York City one of those places where you're allowed to be, like, I mean, like, they got a naked cowboy, and he's got his stupid guitar flopping around, but, like, isn't it one of those places where you can be topless in New York City? Uh, I believe so, but I don't think it was specifically they were protesting New York City as much as they were protesting, or they were just, like, it wasn't protesting as much as it was a body positivity okay. kind of I mean, I'll, demonstration. I'm on board with the body positivity, but it was, like, if you're going to protest, like, Nudity laws, like I mean, protesting in a place where it's where it's like totally chill to do it. Well, but that would that would require a lot more effort because you gotta like fly somewhere and like you're already in New York City. Yeah, no, I mean, I have my body paint. Like I couldn't. I'd have to check the body paint because technically it's a liquid. Yeah, like no, like like, it's a lot of work. No, yeah, I I give a dollar at PetSmart to homeless pets. I don't always go to the fucking shelter to like (laughs) hang out and feed them. I get it, but like, (laughs) I'm saying if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, like maybe make an effort. Like I'm naked in a place where it's totally hundred percent chill to be naked. (laughs) 
I don't know if it is 100% chill to be naked in the middle of Times Square on a regular basis, though. Hey, if Guy, if Guy Fieri can do it. <laughs> Wait, is Guy Fieri naked at Times Square? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. I, I'm never going to Times Square if that might happen. I don't want to see any of that. It's it's the fourth D. <laughs> Dives, diners, drive-ins, and, and Guy Fieri's dog. <laughs> diners, drive-ins, dives, and, my, and Guy Fieri's dick. Michael, what do you got for me? I don't, I don't even want to talk about the good Wait, does Guy. Wait, does Guy Fieri's carpet matches, <laughs> matches drapes? Is it just like... There's not a just chance. spiky Who's, and blonde. Who's got who's got the time or money to do that? No, sir. <laughs> Michael, we've talked a lot. It's time for the conspiracy of the week. We'll get to goat people next time. <laughs> are you sure? Because the goat people are pretty good. One of our good good friends, Matthew, uh, posted goat our man. Uh, he an article <laughs> on Facebook. Um, this is not Jim. Uh, shit. What was his name? Jim. Jim Brewer. Yeah. Not Jim Brewer from SNL. Uh, this is a man who lived as a goat for six days. Um, Michael, you want to tell me a little about this this fucking idiot? <laughs> he want, he wrote a book called Goat Man, How He Took a Holiday from Being Human. And he basically wanted to see if he could remove himself from life's stresses by becoming a goat. Because he looked at goats and he was like... Yeah, they totally have it figured out. They just get to hang out in the fields and eat grass. So he got prosthetics made to be able to walk on all fours, and he lived amongst the goats. So you said got prosthetic legs. He made them multiple iterations, like many (laughs) dozens of iterations from them. And so... The so our friend Matt posted a link to I think a GQ or no Men's Health article about this guy, which went into a little bit of like Clearly just Men's kinda, Health, yeah, just like a little bit of things about like you know how he did it, like you know what it was like, and they were like yeah you know they male goats pee on their beards, and I made a like a lady friend who sniffed my sniffed me a lot, and it was tough going uphill. This man is massively insane. I cannot oh, yeah, tell he's, you. Apparently he. Initially was going to become an elephant, but a shaman convinced him that elephants were too far removed from his environment and his cultural history. So I, I wanted, I did obviously did not want to buy the book, which I don't think is totally <laughs> out yet. Um, but I like the shaman thing. I became obsessed with it. I, re- I really still am. I looked at like I honestly read fifteen articles about this fucking moron, um, and so there are a couple of things. So he said. But he soon saw, this is from uh, the New York Post, but he soon saw flaws in his elephant plan. Visiting South Africa and viewing the animals up close, he realized he would need to build the equivalent of a small car to become one, <laughs> and also learned that animals felt pain and sadness, much like humans. After a visit with a shaman who called his plan idiotic, it helped him realize that in spiritual terms, he was very much closer to a goat. <laughs> oh, yep. Okay. He so also said is- that uh, that they asked him... In this NPR article that in the book you say that goats go ba, isn't it ma? And he said that he stuck with ba in the book, but it was really like wamar. <laughs> okay, that that's a lovely. Uh, man, that's a good little touch. I like that. That's some good color. Um, so I just want to say, so I, what I just said about he had to build his elephant costume. He also flew to South Africa to view these things. So in 2014, 
when he was what's this guy's name? I don't think we even said it. Tom uh, Thwaites or whatever. Tom Tom Thwaites. Thomas Thwaites. Yes. Um. So 2014, when he was 33 years old, he's a, a a freelance graphic designer from Britain. He was in debt, living with his father, and sending out resumes to no avail. So mm. he was really worried, and he wanted to step away from the complexity of the world and have just a lovely holiday. Um, so he decided to, again, very much in debt with no job prospects, fly to South Africa, which is not yep. a cheap endeavor, go on safari. Yep. And um, this is also after – I did some digging on this moron – um, just, so just for additional context from that NPR interview, uh, the front legs cost him $2,200 to make and the Oof. back legs cost $1,500. So he spent, you know, roughly four grand on mm-hmm. this fucking costume to walk around with goats. Um, this was a man who, who, who didn't have money. Right. He had also previously done a Ted talk where he wanted to make a toaster from scratch to highlight how dependent we've come on mass industry. So he looked at a toaster oven and like realized that, okay, the steel coils are made from iron, but iron is no longer mined in the, in the UK because of its, because it's much cheaper to mine it everywhere else because of scale and whatnot. So like he basically realized that there were like 400 components with 250 ingredients and found all of them quote-unquote, organically to find, and basically spent 400 times the cost of a toaster oven, which probably like six grand, to make his own toaster oven, but because he couldn't insulate the wires that delivered the electricity, his entire toaster melted within 15 seconds. So, so he, man, built a, he built a terrible toaster. He built a $5,000 toaster that worked for 12 seconds while he wasn't working and then had the audacity to say that he was sad that he couldn't find a job and became a goat. This is who we're dealing with, by the way. Oh, <laughs> my. What? Oh, God. How old is this guy? Well, so he was 30. He's got to be a millennial, right? He's no. He's I think he's just past the edge of millennial. He's now oh 37. My. I think he's 36 God. or 37 right now. So he's on the cusp. Oh, this, so, this is this is some real Gen X bullshit if I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gen Xers. Get this shit out of here. Yeah, no. Millennials are like, I want to eat avocado toast because they have massive student debt. I can never buy a house. Uh, Gen Xers are like, I'm going to become a goat because <laughs> my parents hate me. So when looking up this this guy... I came across an article on the BBC where they were discussing how he won an award for becoming a goat. Uh, there is apparently... <laughs> From who? There's apparently awards that they give out called the Ig Nobel Prize oh. for people who do really stupid shit. But it's kind of like... I mean, it's like a pretty pretty severe event. Like, it, they, they rent out a hall and they, they, they give out these awards and... It's it's basically science that has been actually in journals that's just really dumb. Sure. So I just want to read you a few of these. So, so it's like the Darwin Awards for science? Darwin slash Razzies. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like people who, uh, I guess, ostensibly tried to do something interesting. Sure. So this was the list of... Or some of the uh, a small snippet of the 2016 winners. There was the uh, reproduction prize for a man named Ahmed Shafiq uh, for testing the effects of wearing polyester, cotton, or wool trousers on the sex lives of rats. 
So he put pants on rats and... He put pants on rats to see how it affected their sex life. Which, I would imagine it would have have affected it very negatively, considering rats don't know how to undo their pants. Well, as we've learned from pig farmers, sometimes your dick's already out and just ready to go to town, so... Like, did he make tiny little zippers for the pants, or like... I assume he just... Velcro, or... No, I think he just had had a nice dick hole for that rat dick. (laughs) I kind of want to know what a rat dick looks like, but I also don't want to look at it. I up. have no curiosity whatsoever. I will be honest with you. I've been around a lot of cats in my life. I have mm-hmm. no idea what I, I've, I don't know how you tell a cat, a male cat from a, from a girl cat. Like they're the that's same a good to me. Point. They're yeah, all, that's a good point. I've never seen a, a cat penis. I think most balls. of their stuff is like internal, right? Yeah. Which is okay. No, I've never seen cat balls, never seen a cat dick, never seen a cat vagina. I don't know what's going on down there. Just, what are you, cat? You're just a cat to me. So I, I assume rats are the same way. I don't care. I don't want to know. Never so there was a, Actually, I've, go on. There was care. an eco- economics prize for uh, Mark Avis and his colleagues for assessing the perceived personalities of rocks from a sales and marketing perspective. That's the most marketing thing I've ever heard. God damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. They gave a they gave a really nice prize, the chemistry prize to Volkswagen for solving the problem of excessive automobile pollution emissions I- by automatically electromechanically producing fewer emissions whenever the cars are being tested. Yeah, that that is smart. <laughs> Michael, can I ask you who is the most capitalistic rock? Was it granite? <laughs> I do want to know the outcome of that. Like Who's out there? Actually, never mind. It's diamonds. Diamonds are out there to make money. Whatever. That is true. That's just a science. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where you got to look good to make money. Yeah. Diamonds have figured that out. You have to be artificially controlled by like a giant cartel. 95% of your population should definitely be enslaved by one cartel. And then you can just be very, (laughs) very like rich diamonds well you're, you're worth a lot you're not necessarily rich. i don't think diamonds are very rich diamonds are not rich they're very much just worth a lot yeah uh actually this one's really interesting and i'm kind of mad that they give it a Ig nobel prize instead of like a real prize yeah so christopher helmchin and colleagues they discovered that if you itch if you have an itch on the left side of your body you can relieve it by looking into a mirror and scratching the right side of your body and vice versa like that's <gasps> important information that's actually pretty cool. And it's also, um, we maybe talked a little bit about just on this, about the brain, just in general, how weird it is. Um, I know there's a very common phenomenon, and I think it's, it was in an episode of House, actually, that, that great, great documentary, uh, doctor show. Um, <laughs> there was a guy who was an amputee, so he, he was missing his hand, like his arm from, uh, the elbow up, and he was having constant, like, ghost pains. Um, you know, like his arm was just clenching. And, uh, at the end of the episode, House did obviously some very ill advised experiment where he, like, did something to the guy's other arm while his other Wait, hand was. Before you, before you go on, I just yeah. need to know, was it lupus? It was not, it's never lupus, you f- moron. You fool. Uh, <laughs> I thought no. this might be the one time it was lupus. No, it was in a mirror. His, his one heart is like, he had a box over like most of his arm, like the, the missing arm. And then he did something that like made the guy unclench both hands or like, mm-hmm. or hurt one arm. And he, he fixed the goat, like the ghost limb, which is apparently a real medical phenomenon where if you can like trick the brain into thinking you're doing a thing in an arm that does not, ex- like is not there anymore, uh-huh. you can relieve the pain. Like the brain huh. 
thinks that it's doing something, even though the limb isn't there or whatever. The brain's a weird fucking thing. So it's really interesting that they did that. That seems like actually, again, useful information. Right. Like that's 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 not worth an ign- that's not shouldn't be in the same group as people who is perceived personalities of rocks. Come right. On. Again, this seems like it's probably in for like a the ignoble prize is made by people who don't necessarily understand science, but like are interested enough to be like, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> Now, on the other hand, there was people who investigated whether things look different when you bend over and view them between your legs. <laughs> well, <laughs> and do they? Uh, you know, it doesn't say. About 180 degrees different, I would assume. Um, yeah, they look upside down. I will say, though, I am going to go ahead and say that this guy deserves that prize because I did some additional reading about him again. Um, and again, he just seemed like he had some general malaise. He was tired of. He might be a millennial because, again, his thing was he was tired of just being a human and all the stress that comes with it. Um, so NPR asked him, did you learn anything about goat behavior? He says, no, I was just trying to forget myself. I wasn't trying to learn about them. <laughs> so he didn't even, like, try to learn anything about the goats he was living with? Nope. Um, and what again, a selfish like, asshole. Yeah, and, like, it just, like, he just did this thing just to, like, get away, and, like, again, he he spent many thousands of dollars making his little goat suit. Uh, He's selling a book. Again, like, I don't think this guy even suffered from, like, especially given his toaster experiment. I don't think he's suffering general malaise at all. I think you're just really like, what's the, like, dumbest thing I can do that won't get me killed that will, like, make me book money? I bet becoming a goat will be fine. I kind of wish one of the goats would have fought him. So he he mentions that he like said he, he almost got into a fight, but he said, this is again from NPR because uh, he had talked about how goats like will come up behind rival goats and just like twist their horns and their legs and break their legs. Oh my god! Um, and he's like, so he's a little worried about that apparently. Uh, and uh, they said, so did a fight happen? She's like, oh no no, I made a goat ally. This goat I'd just been hanging around with. This goat ally walked straight through the middle of a very tense sort of group, and it seemed like it sort of diffused the situation. I just followed my goat ally, and then we all walked off together as a herd. So he became a goat's bitch? No, no, actually, he very specifically (laughs) did not, and that did come up. Like, like, he did not go during rutting season. Uh, He avoided that, because apparently there's only one mating season for the year. But, like... He also, I will say he went to, like, some weird lengths to prove his dedication to this. Because, like, so goats are a ruminant, which means they have a sec- separate stomach that, like, digests all the shit they eat and then passes it along to, like, another system. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> he made a artificial rumen. So he would chew a That's bunch of grass. A rumen? a rumen is what it's called. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> here's a quote. The scientists I visited who act- who use artificial rumens in their research strongly warned me that I shouldn't eat the product of an artificial rumen, which he was trying to make, in case I caught a long-term incurable gut infection. <laughs> so he would chew grass and spit it into a pressure, into a bag that he would then dump into a pressure cooker at night to cook the grass to get rid of all the bad things, and then he would eat a, like, grass paste. Yeah, you know, like like goats do. 
you know, if there was one thing that would make me forget I was a human being and like yeah. really be like, oh, I'm just a cool, chill ass goat, it'd be like dumping half chewed grass <laughs> into a pressure cooker and I then eating love, eating the I just stew. Love he, did, he did all of this to like get away from the stress of being human, but he had to worry about like a goat possibly trying to snap his legs, maybe a goat trying to mate with him, and possibly getting an incurable gut disease. That seems way more stressful than just being a human. Yeah, he thought it would be lovely to step away from the complexity of the world and have a lovely holiday. <laughs> Not just away from your job, but away from your very self. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I, I don't. I'm very honest. I do not like myself. I have a very low opinion of who I am as a person. I've never oh, thought buddy. to myself, oh, pfft, whatever. That's just my, I that's love my cross you, of air. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I've never <laughs> been like, I'm such a bad person. I'm a, I'm just a bad example of humanity. I need to leave that behind and just like put grass in the pressure goat. cooker. <laughs> like, so it turns like, out that he's not even the only person that did this in 2016. What? No. <laughs> there is another man who also won an Ig Nobel Prize uh, named Charles Foster, who uh, has lived in the wild at different times as a badger, an otter, a deer, a fox, and a bird. Now, see, this guy I respect. This guy's into it. Like, no, this- he's he's big time into it. He eats worms and shit. That's officially a hobby and maybe a job. This moron Thomas Thwaites is clearly in it for the TED Talk. Like, Thomas wants to sell books and be on TED. Like, that's it. That guy. <laughs> this guy This guy admits I mean, that he was a rubbish deer, you know? <laughs> I was just, I was, a, I was a shit deer. Sorry. Yeah, he was a shit deer, but he was a pretty good fox. Because <laughs> apparently he got to scavenge through rubbish bins and mooch around London. <laughs> Holy shit! And he, but he wasn't—he wasn't able to be olfactory enough to be a badger. He explained. Yeah, no, it, it, probably not aggressive enough either, because that really takes a, a dedication to hurtfulness. Um, he has, he that, has a kid and a wife, by the way. Can you imagine the conversation when you're just trashing through a dumpster? You're you're ripping it into pieces. And, uh, I, Michael, I'm just going to assume this gentleman, like our other gentleman, it lives in the UK? Uh, yes. Yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> so the bobbies come along swinging their little, their cute little sticks, and you're just, you know, ripping through the trash. Um, and you just be like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just pretending to be a fox. It's no big deal. I'm not harming anybody. <laughs> it's just me being me. <laughs> how, does, how does that conversation go? <laughs> Why are you rummaging like, through the trash? Uh, I can't understand you because I'm I'm a fox. I'm actually sorry. I don't understand your human police talk. I'm actually a fox. I'd appreciate it if you would scurry away. Actually, no. I'm going to sprint away on all fours because that's what a fox would do. <laughs> So he says, he says, I thought if I can have a relationship with something that was as different as me for, uh, from me as a fox or a badger, then it, then there's a possibility that I might be able to know my wife or my children or my best friend. And he said that revelation occurred to him when he was living as a fox and he came face to face with another fox that has stolen his chicken le- leg. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says, 
he he didn't do very well against that fox that had stolen his chicken leg because uh it uh, could run faster, its teeth were sharper, its nose and ears were better. It was just superior as a fox. Because it <laughs> as, was a fox. As, <laughs> so, okay, so that's a very, actually, so, coming back to the goat thing, the man made a comment in one, so, I mean, I, again, I read too many reviews about this moron. So Thomas Thwaites said, goats are just as evolved, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. Ghosts are just as evolved as human beings. They just evolved to be very good at eating grass and climbing cliffs and doing all sorts of weird shit. So it's like, yeah, man, I guess if you want to eat trash and run away from cops and just, like, dive into the snow, like, yeah, evolve as a fucking fox. But, like, if you want to know your fucking wife and kids and your best friend, like, go talk to them and have a beer. You idiot. Like, what about a fox stealing your chicken wing? It's going to make you understand your wife better. <laughs> well, it's like, now I know, like, you nonverbal communication with this fox. Now I know how to deal with my wife when she steals my chicken wing. <laughs> She's just a feral beast clawing through the trash. And there's the last edible thing available to her. And she's furry. And she used to be hunted by dogs. She's coated in gravy. And, like, people on horseback ran after her. Because he, this man has a wife and kids, and he would leave his wife and kids to go hang out as a fucking badger or a fox or whatever, and then he would come back, and then he would, Michael, like, what? And she couldn't tell the difference when he returned after being a badger or what, or an otter. He, she couldn't tell the difference. She, she couldn't just be like, oh, hey, you smell like a goddamn dumpster fire. <laughs> You you smell like you were swimming in the fucking Thames, and like he tried to eight. he tried to be a bird too. How did he try he, to be? He went he went paragliding with birds. Oh, make it! I'm doing it. Oh, you're gone. Oh, I'm falling. But you, cool. oh, your birds are cool, Michael. Oh, I feel bad man. when I like my girlfriend wants to hang it out and be like, no, I got to record a podcast <laughs> with my very good friend. She's like, okay, well, I'll just hang out and read a book. I'm like, okay, good. Uh, I have to go be an otter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was just like, hey, I want to know what snails feel like. <laughs> I want to know what it tastes like to eat an earthworm. Yeah. I want to know. Oh, he lived with a, He lived as a badger in Wales with his son. With his son? His son With was his also son. a badger? Him and his son were, yeah, were badgers, apparently. So they lived in a fucking hole, and they attacked everything that came near them? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, they, yeah, they, 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 uh, they fought like... snakes, they killed snakes, they attacked anyone that came within 15 feet of them. Oh, God. I don't like this particular subset of people that we've stumbled upon. <laughs> I don't, I don't care for it. This is a very bad group of people. I want to know how, like... How many here's other a, people are Michael, there here's, like this? Here's a question, and I I honestly don't know the answer because it's hard to say because there's a sexual factor in it. Are these people worse than furries? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, no, a hundred percent? A hundred percent. You're, you're going to that confident to say this man is worse than someone who dresses up like a badger and wants to fuck someone who dresses up like a fox? That's just a weird sexual proclivity. This is like you you try you rubbage through the garbage can 
and then tried to fight another fox who had a chicken wing so you could better understand your wife while she was at home cooking dinner for your children? Hey, I have an idea how to better understand your wife. Maybe live with your goddamn wife and help her take care of your fucking children. Yeah, no, when you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense. But then I'm also very much picturing a, like, giant human being wearing a rat costume with his cock and balls hanging out. So I don't actually know who's worse. I don't think they do. I thought they just, like, yiffed. They just, like, rubbed on each other. And then they very much actually fuck. I didn't I didn't know there was that. But, but then doesn't that kill the... So, the, Michael, you, you've only seen the CSI episode about... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, doesn't that, doesn't that kill the the illusion if all of a sudden you whip out your cock and balls and it's, like, a dude's cock and balls and not, like, a badger's cock and balls? But here's the thing, though, Michael... All things considered, there's not a whole lot of difference between cock and balls across the I don't know. I've seen a pig penis, and it doesn't look anything. Well, I'm saying this... Man, I've talked about this nine times this weekend. Um, So, my friend Max went to a uh, little animal conservancy in Gainesville, Florida. Michael, here's a a little brain buster. Did you know that uh, hyenas have... uh, Even uh, female hyenas have a penis? What? And that hyenas... Is it called a... Is it called a penis? I, I don't know what it's called. This, this is all a little bit secondhand, but I've seen video. All hyenas, including female hyenas, have a penis. They give birth through that penis. And um, no. it looks very, very similar to a human penis just flopping around singing a song. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's where I'm coming from. Uh, again, uh, though, they didn't if, show that in uh, they didn't show that in the Lion King. No, Lion King. It was mostly just the the backstabbing murder and go- like goofs about murder. They yeah, there was not a lot of hyena. There was penis. the dumb one, and Whoopi Goldberg was there, and then um, yeah, she did not have a penis on that hyena. But most hyenas do have a very prominent fake penis, and uh, oops, they will yeah, also fi- kill their fi- sister. Female hyenas have a fake penis. Yep. Um, also a very matriarchal society, and, uh, if, I only, again, this is all second information learned this weekend, but if a, uh, female hyena is born first, and then a second female hyena comes out, the first one will kill the second one upon birth immediately, because no competitors, no rules, just right. It's, uh, it's called a pseudo-penis. Yeah. The clitoris has been sufficiently enlarged that it is termed a pseudopenis so the spotted hyena the squirrel monkey lemur juvenile fossa and binturong oh the binturong classic animals that have uh anyway we've really diverged from the furry topic (laughs) which i feel like diverged from a different topic but i've forgotten it completely it was it all started from goat man man what an asshole that guy was yeah Okay, Michael, yeah, let's close it out with a, a quick shower thought. Again, I, I scour through Twitter, just searching for the best and brightest. I'm excited. Of, of the internet's really dumb thoughts. So this comes from Austin Lonwabo on Twitter. Michael, what if every country has ninjas, but we only know about Japan's because they are the worst? <laughs> <laughs> that That terrifies me, actually. Yeah, because... Like, I've never seen a ninja. Ever. Ever. Yeah. It also if goes they against, exist... It, it goes against everything I know about, like, Japanese culture, Japanese, like, martial artists. Like, what if they're the worst at it? Right? 
because what if they're so bad that we only know about if you're them so good at being a ninja like they would you wouldn't know about how good they were at being a ninja right like and, Fuck. and, and can i say this i've seen three ninjas yeah i know three 12 year olds from california are better than the best japan has to offer i already know that that's obviously hard hard ice cold obviously i've also seen surf ninjas which has nothing to do about ninjas and rob schneider's weird and like what is that kid doing with his game boy why is he controlling people i there's a lot to unpack in that movie i there's actually only one ninja i think that he might possibly be a ninja but he's a bad ninja he's a bad ninja i don't i don't i'll be honest on paper i don't get that movie and uh, what's his name, isn't it? Liam, or not Liam Neeson. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Yes, he's the bad He's the bad guy. Yeah, I'll be honest. I saw, I, I, first time I saw the movie, I did not realize it was Liam Neeson. I saw it again like a year ago, and I was just like, it makes sense that Leslie Nielsen is a racist caricature of a, like a, <laughs> a Far East leader, but like, damn, okay, cool. <laughs> I used to love that guy. <laughs> But Michael, what if every country has ninjas? Like, I get, I like, just, I Seal can't. Te- I mean, like, we got Seal, we got Seal Team Six, we got Delta Force. Those guys are as close to ninjas as we got. But that's the public. But what if we also have ninjas? That's the public. That's what I'm saying. That's the public facing. I've read Rainbow Six. I know it goes deeper than that. We got sick people going on. Do we got ninjas? We got ninjas going on. Would ninjas be a like a, a government organization or would they be like so. a secret underground? I think it's a real Assassin's Creed sort of bullshit. They're everywhere. We don't know them. So like ninjas them. from each country, are they all part of the same ninja dumb? Or like, are they like rival factions? I guess. Is it like a Knights Templar kind of thing where everyone, every country has well, a faction? If we're going by Assassin's Creed, then Knights Templar are the bad guys. So no. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to, I, I like to think that it's one brotherhood, but I mean, if every country has ninjas and we only know Japan's because they suck, then no, they're, it's competing factions. And I gotta say, I mean, like, there's no way America's got this, like, got good real fast. I mean, it's only been, we've only been here for a little bit. We haven't time to get good. So we just stole, like, other people's ninjas, though. Then. We might have stole other people's ninjas. Hmm. So there's ninjas amongst us. Yeah, we don't even know. They walk among us. We have no idea. Or they're fucking goats. <laughs> we have no, like, they're just there walking around. We're like, oh, what a cool goat. And they're doing flips. And Michael, have you ever seen YouTube videos of goats? Oh my God, those pygmy goats? Yeah, those mofos doing flips. They're jumping up walls. They're climbing cliffs. Maybe pygmy goats are our ninjas. Yeah, except when they go into like severe paralysis because someone touched them. They're like, oh, <laughs> uh, ah, I'm a goat. Okay, so maybe pygmy goats aren't. Yeah, maybe not. Aren't ninjas. Yeah. I'm just saying, we like to look up to Japan because, like, they seem so cool. They got robots. They got, like, 50-foot-tall mechs going on, like, nonstop. Yeah, no big mm-hmm. deal. Yep. But what if they're really shitty at ninjas? We just think they're cool because, like, we see them. I'm going to live my life differently knowing that there could be ninjas out there that could just murder me. Michael. Because we I don't know be- that ninjas are good guys. They could be the bad guys. Oops, Michael, I was behind you the whole time. Oop, knife to your throat. You're dead. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime you- something weird happens, people attribute it to, like, ghosts or aliens. It was a fucking ninja. Yeah. Oops. 
Yeah, I'll pay 65,000 pounds a year to, like, protect me from ninjas. Oops, I was the ninja the whole time. You're just my dumb nanny, <laughs> idiot. Sorry. <laughs> Michael, I think it's going to do it for us tonight on Trends in Low Places. I've had a great time talking about the dumbest possible things on the internet today. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely definitely uh, went went down some deep, dark paths, I think today some deep dumb paths this was a uh, this was an odd one um but michael thank you for joining me today guys uh you can find more about this show and i definitely will this one i want to write a lengthy blog post about because i have some thoughts yeah. uh you can find more about that at goodbuddymedia.com slash blog you can also uh follow along with our other show a 24 fan cast that me michael and our friend curtis do called the longest days of our lives we're back in action over there talking about all the good good adventures of jack bauer super spy boy who is definitely neither a ninja nor a goat and uh <laughs> we're about 12 hours into his day no that hasn't been hours. proven yet yeah he could be a ninja goat. Season five gets pretty weird. So <laughs> even if you don't like that show, even if you don't like 24, uh, our show is pretty fun. We talk about stuff. We, uh, we goof pretty good. Um, so yeah, give us a follow. Um, you can also follow this show, uh, Trends in Low Places on any podcast app you like. Um, you know, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podcast Attic. And Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at TILPCast uh, or on Facebook at TILPCast or by searching Trends in Low Places. Um, and you can also find us by just clicking on the links when uh, when me and Mike share the uh, Trends in Low Places posts. And when you do see those, if you could shoot us a like or a comment or anything like that, um, in addition to, you know, a like or a, or a review on one of the podcast apps, especially iTunes, that would be awesome. Um, and if you have any stories that uh, you come across that you think that um, would be good for the show, please uh, shoot us an email or a text or contact us on Twitter because... Uh, we've had some pretty good listener submissions over the last couple of weeks. I really appreciate that. And, um, our, uh, our Beijing, or I guess Shanghai re- reporter, uh, has told us that she will be in Beijing and she will s- sleuth out the, uh, the KFC facial recognition and tell us what face you have to make to get a double down because I need to know. God, I can't wait. Oh, yes. man. But I also, I do, damn it, I want, our good, good friend and, you know, interloper to wear a mask of some kind. So she's not on a database. I don't want R2-D2 hunting her down in the airport <laughs> and stunning her with its little dumb baton because she had the audacity to report on how dumb the KFC chicken face was. I really feel like they're too smart to to be able to get it. I mean, you're not going to be able to get like a Mission Impossible style mask that quickly, mm. I think. Hmm. Well, we'll figure difficult. something out. Stay safe is all I'm saying. Michael, thank you for joining me today and talking to me about, well, some really stupid, stupid stuff. Oh, I love it. I love it too. I love you too, bud. Love you. Toodles. Toodles.